Hello everyone, this is Quantum Nurse and I am Grace Asagra, your Holistic Registered Nurse. Thank you and welcome back again to all the viewers and listeners who've been following me and who've been following the Freedom Broadcasters. Thank you so much. And just always check out the Quantum Nurse YouTube, Quantum Nurse Grace Asagra in Beachute, and then the, the Apple Podcast, and of course, the Quantum Nurse.life. You could always have your three free videos, and then you could be part of my, my little group that's slowly growing, and I'm happy that you're with me. And so today, I am so excited because we just have this spontaneous conversation yesterday and today and I say, hey, so let's have a collaboration of a conversation again. I said, sure. So, and so I have Anastasia today. And um, by inch, this is not her first time with me. This is her second time. And this will be, and there'll be for sure a third time, a fourth time. So feel free to follow me and Anna, okay? In the, I just checked it. And Quantum Nurse YouTube, her interview is number 65. I just started to number it now, so it's be easier. Good idea, Grace. <laughs> okay. And it's really, it's not even, it's not that she's number 65, but it's just easier because I realized she had no number <laughs> when we get busy. And on the, uh, let's see, let's see, number, number 58 is the in the apple podcast okay so that's that you can have that number 58 number 65 and that title was healing from we talked about healing from domestic violence medical freedom and ptsd so now we're going to talk about many other things and uh, you know feel free again if you have questions for me and for Anna, feel free to make comments. And if you like it, if you think someone else can benefit from this conversation, please remember to not just to like, comment in it and subscribe and definitely copy and paste. Someone told me, yeah, tell them to copy and paste. So thank you, copy and paste. So for those of you who don't know Anna yet, I will give you again and I'll read to you a little bit of who Anna is and it may be the same as the other one but trust me you know it's always good to get to know Anna more and more okay Anna so welcome Anna thank you Grace my pleasure to be here and you know we always grow so down the line six months later we always have something to val uh, to bring for value you know tell tell us again though your full name and how you say your full name because it's a it sounds beautiful when you're saying it so my name is Anastasia. I go by Anna for short. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Anna, A-N-A, space, Stasia, S-T-A-S-I-Y-A. So I'm originally from Kazakhstan and I'm Russian and Ukrainian. So I moved here in 1996, shortly after the fall of communism. And now I currently live in New Jersey and I'm feeling deja vu, guys. I really am. <laughs> And this, and in addition, this is what I know of, of Anna, okay? She is a motivated mother of two wonderful children living in New Jersey. And as she mentioned, she immigrated here with her parents in mid-90s. And as the oldest child, she was supposed to make folks rich in America from Kazakhstan. Okay, so... I would love I would love to give you some progress on that, Grace. Okay, perfect, perfect. <laughs> so just note it down, okay, that you're going to make that. Right? I, I'm I'm still on my way to making um I'm retiring my parents, making you know the American dream a reality, and that's actually the biggest thing on my mind right now. I'm obsessed with the idea, and I think that's what we have to remember. Um, 2020 was a huge growth year for me, so um, I was. My I had a paradigm shift where instead of feeling like hopeless, I felt empowered. And I hope a lot of people felt like that. I mean, we all took the podcasters course together. I felt a lot of momentum there with the group that I met. Uh, Grace is um, just an amazing individual and happens to live in the same state, but this was a global initiative. I felt the energy all over the world to make 
uh, the world a better place through podcasting. And I swear it was a spiritual thing. Um, one day I just said, I, I need to make a podcast. I need to make a podcast. And my podcast has evolved from domestic violence to um, letting uh, the common folks like you and me who were, um, you know, just focused on like just living our lives, you know, people just turn on the TV and all they hear is coronavirus. Meanwhile, in 2020, there was a lot of other movements that were going on simultaneously that were uh, basically drowned out by the noise. And those were the movements that I found to be very interesting. Um, I have prior experience in the military. So um, when I was 19, I joined the National Guard. And then um, shortly after my ex-husband who was also currently serving, uh, not currently serving, who was serving at the time as I was, we were both in training. Um, I happened to accidentally get pregnant, even using contraceptives. Um, he decided to go active duty to support the family and we decided to do the whole thing. So it didn't go so well, that's why I'm healing. Um, but at the same time, it was a big lesson. So with that um, lifestyle change from being 20 years old and then having to basically move with a brand new baby and a husband um, at 20 years old, just leaving you know, high school, it was a huge uh, reality shift for me. Um, but that was such a big moment for me to grow and I was just focused on being a good wife and a good mom. Now, 10 years down the road, I'm focused on um, myself first and foremost, because I felt like that whole 10 years has put me back um, in my personal development, which is now my number one focus, personal development, um, recovering from you know the things that were holding me back. And I'm on a mission to help people see that um, there's plenty of things holding them back from success and being poor is not one of them. I mean, it's all in your head. And once you take it to the next level um, from, you know, applying the same uh, better habits versus bad habits, um, a consistent morning routine, um, you know, and just surrounding yourself with positive energy, good people and protecting your energy um, not letting, you know, the negative, uh, you know, realities of what we're going through as an entire world now um, affect us to the point where we cannot function. And I feel like a lot of people have been stuck and um, we have to keep pushing. So my main focus is to bring 2021 into a, a positive shift and help other people see that we must keep going and it bring all the positivity that we can as much as we tried in 2020 we have to go times two times 10 because we are really fighting some kind of forces of evil and you, you know we've seen it we've seen it you know we we have little kids that are depressed who can't go to school and do the things they used to do we have kids that couldn't graduate you know there's a lot of negativity and if we focus on it i feel like we'll continue being stuck so if anyone needs help getting out of that funk you know my best advice would be to think about Remember those dreams and those amazing things that inspired you to be who you are? Well, think about those and start there. And that's what's helped me. Like, I really care about helping people. And, you know, that's why the podcast started. And I've gotten much positive feedback. At the same time, it was another healing mechanism for me. So I could reflect on, you know, other people and helping them instead of helping myself. So um, that's a huge thing. Helping others will bring you healing. And I understood that at the end of 2020. So 2021, I'm coming full force. And if anybody needs someone to talk to, um, I, I will help you. I'm a coach. I feel very confident. I could take you out of that dark place and, you know, bring you some healing. I, I feel like amazing. I'm like on such a high vibration right now. It cannot be stopped. So grace to the money part, right? Making my parents rich. So I've been, um, I've been learning cryptocurrency and uh, Bitcoin. It was one of the things I'm learning. I, always thought stocks and trading was negative because only the rich people do it. And 
it's actually <laughs> what we should be learning more is how do the rich do these things that they do and how do they stay rich? So I've been, I've been learning how to get rich. So I've been reading lots of books like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, so many books. And it's just been focusing on that personal development, kind of taking myself out of the politics and the negativity, um, but staying a little bit included, but at the same time, just refocusing on what's bringing me power and healing. And like I said, helping other people is one of those things. So now I mentor people how to do foreign exchange, uh, HFX, high frequency trading, um, and it's been amazing. I've met so many people and mentors that actually give their personal undivided time who were sleeping in their cars five years ago and now are billionaires. So if anybody would love to learn how to trade, this is an exclusive community. It's called I Am Academy. And the only way you get in into this company um, as by being a customer. So they teach you like a school on how to do this. And then you can apply, you know, how much effort you put into it is what you get out. But I mean, there's like 12 strategies on t with trading. And if you like just master one, um, they have live educators that are calling out trades and you just follow. And the more you see it, the more you learn. I'm obsessed like it's so much fun to trade with other people. I would never think that these lame charts that look like honestly a foreign language to me and I speak only Russian, but it looked like Chinese to me at like three months ago. And now it's like I'm having all these quantum leaps and I'm making these visions of basically being a millionaire and down the road. I don't know how long that is, but I will be a six figure earner, Grace. So maybe down the line, if you interview me again <laughs> and I'm in a different apartment, you'll know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. And all I could say is really, um, you have, you seem to, by listening to you, you have an amazing journey of awakening of being more aware of the many things that you could do. Because then, then there's one, one statement that you said that it seemed is to be like a, uh, a spiritual calling or spiritual direction when you did a part that course for the podcasting. And now it's even leading you to another, to another step. Yeah. Sometimes I, it seems like in my experience, just like you, it's like, when, when one door opens and we just welcome it. And sometimes I don't know what's where it's gonna lead me. I sort of in an idea, I think I have an idea, I have a goal and objective, you know, but then it leads me to another door. That's wonderful. And yes, and that door seemed to keep going back to me, to my heart, to yeah. my values, to my spiritual calling, to my commitment. So, and that's why when we, you, you know, when you said, hey, what are we doing this Friday? And for me, for me those are like, okay, this like divine God nudging. I said, hey, so here she is. Go and have a conversation with her. So, okay, so that's why we're here. Yes. Now, and so thank you for that. And, I my, and what, why is it that important that we have to have that financial literacy? So- well, actually, I did a little digging and I feel like, well, first of all, let me give you a little background. So since I came here in 96, I always felt like I was like smarter than everyone else. I'm not bragging. I'm saying I didn't really fit in. I felt like, you know, the only thing I was focused on when I was in first grade was, by the way, they put me back in first grade after I already did first grade in Kazakhstan. They said, oh, she's too young. Uh, she's turning seven. So put her back in first grade and I was six. So that means at five years old, I went to first grade in Kazakhstan and I had a better education than here. Um, and like, that's during the economic collapse and the recession. So um, my grandparents put me in this, you know, private school because they could afford it. But at the same time, it was still pretty standard to the normal education. They were a little bit stronger and harder on the kids, but it's, uh, we only have 10 grades in a Soviet Union, Russia. We only have 10 grades here. We have 12. So when I came here when I was seven, I knew how to read, write, 
in cursive, multiplication and long division. And I could recite long poetry. <laughs> and I was six and a half. And then my birthday's in September. So I was just after the cusp and they still sent me back to first grade. So I spent the whole time like in ESL. <laughs> so I, I was learning English because that's the only thing I didn't know. But meanwhile, they're learning ABCs over there. So that's just a little, I guess, example of how the education system here is completely horrendous. And I'm not a giant smarty pants, but I know how to read still. And most people don't read. And if you interview any billionaire ever, they will tell you that you have to read. If you don't read, you'll never be a billionaire. You might be a millionaire by accident, but you're not going to make quantum leaps. You're not going to um, expand your knowledge or horizons and like the way you think. And that's really how I've been growing is the more I have these shifts, I'm like, oh, and it's just like, once it's expanded, it's like, it cannot go back, you know, the mind. So that's, that's really it. And that's what I'm, I want people to think, you know, reading isn't a task and a chore. It, reading is actually expanding your own horizon. So you're doing yourself a disservice. And now we have this world where, you know, people are just realizing that they're not in a free country. They're just realizing like, you know, the stock market is a scam and it's manipulated by Wall Street. Like if people just kind of don't understand until something crazy and bad happens, kind of like what just happened in 2020. So, you know, I, I just encourage people to, if they're lonely or, you know, depressed, read a book because oh. it'll expand your mind and might get you out of that dark place. Yeah, so it, educating ourselves after formal educating or education, like being in school, is crucial. And uh, I always um, tell my my nieces and you know the younger ones, and they uh, about when they travel, if they want to go outside their country, because I came from the Philippines, I will always say, you as long as you know how to read, to write, to to do some math you know, the math and to pray, I said, you can travel and you could survive and thrive wherever you are. Those are really important. So now, now, but let's connect it to what types of things that have to read because I was my, um, because now you're reading about financial education. And let's, let's just kind of like dive into when did, when did we learn about financial education? Did we learn it from when we were a child? Did we, did we connect our math to money or to income and, you know, gross income, net income, you know, things like that? Or when did we really know? Yeah. So like for you, when did you realize that? Well, so I was always following my dreams, right? And my dream was to be a cinematographer. So I went to a vocational school where I would learn uh, multimedia and um, multi, uh, sorry, acting and um, basically how to film things and edit them and that kind of thing. So artistic stuff. Um by the time I was a senior, I lost everything, like my hope and dreams, because I listened to my parents and they said that Hollywood is trash. You're not going to make it unless you do some horrible things. And now I know what they are. So I'm very happy that I didn't go down that path. But my point is that, you know, we at the time, you know, I wasn't reading anything. I don't think I was reading a single book. And that's through my entire education. Like I was just reading what the teacher told me to do and that's not enough. So I, I should have realized then that, you know, what I do in middle school and high school is going to propel me through the adult world. But I, you know, kids just want to have fun. And I was always studying. I was always, you know, I even have my Russian still down. My parents, didn't let me go out. I had to learn Russian over and over again and read. And I still can do that. So I, I am thankful for that. 
because I, I am that much more qualified than someone else for a job if it you know relates to Russian or having the Russian language. But um, basically, I think that I realized that I couldn't because my dad told me you can't really make any money in Hollywood unless you make it big. It's a struggle. So, you know, a struggle shouldn't really hold you back. A struggle should just make you understand that you're going to fail over and over and over again, but eventually you'll get it right. So, you know, you're going to use those things not as a failure, as lessons. So once you change your mindset to thinking that when you don't get what you desired, it's not a failure, it's a lesson. So keep going because most people won't keep going. They won't. They'll quit because they'll think, oh, what's someone going to think of me and blah, blah, blah. But the more I read, the more, you know, it, it, it's guiding me to manifesting my own destiny. And if that's not, you know, deep, I don't know what is because it, 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 that has been leading me to financial freedom, financial education. Because, you know, all these jobs, when they ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Did you ever say you want to be a nurse? Uh, I didn't. I, I think I said I want to be a filmmaker. But, um, you know, to be a filmmaker, now we know you kind of have to get into the click. You might have to do some things. Yeah. So it's it's but I never knew I could independently do it. So. Um, you shouldn't be discouraged by those failures or those negative talks. You should think, how can I just go around this? How can I make it work? You know, and that's how we have to think um, because it is going to be hard to make it in the world. But right now in 2021, um, the easy, it's actually much easier to be an entrepreneur because of the way that we're connecting. Like right now, um, you and I could be working on a project and never meet you know, but we already met. I'm just saying like, I could go work with Hartmut over there in Austria, I think he is. And um, we could work on some kind of online business together and never have to be in the same office together. So it, it's very easy to work with whoever you want and you can make it happen. In fact, that's how, you know, God puts people in your life to make that a possibility. So as long as you have the belief backed by the desire you're, you're golden. You're so powerful. So as long as you got that belief, the mindset and the desire, you can make anything happen. So they don't teach us that in school. Okay, that's great. So at least we're, we're touching the topics now on um, perceptions or understanding about the mindset, the belief. So you and I have been, um, oh, you know, active in many things outside our own personal self, meaning uh, outside also our family. So that's why we do podcasting and educating people with current events. But, um, and that's, that's really awesome because we, we, and you are aware of the flaw of the, the, the educational system. It could be from your, because I'm sure there's no perfect educational system, okay? even from my country, but there's a lot of like similarities because it seems like we have been educated and programmed and indoctrinated to just to do certain things. Like I really didn't see then, or again, not taught, you know, when they teach you the math and things like that, they didn't really teach you like, okay, if you own this business, you know, there's no such thing, words like, you own this business. You own this business, okay? And where is some some kids are lucky that their parents are already in that business, and that's really crucial being in that environment. It seems like nowadays, all all professions that you can be hired are employed, but at the same time, you have an option to be your own boss, owning a company. Not just even the boss that you know you're still being paid in salary, but the boss that really like a real entrepreneur and a business owner. So now you, we have that and that's awesome. And you mentioned about that mindset. So talk again about, I mean, you, you, you shared your thoughts already, but let's say that what if, 
you know, what do you know about those who have been successful? How many times or did they have to fail? Or is failure, I think the question is, is failure um, a sign of not becoming successful? No, in fact, you know, I, I don't know much about Ford, but he invented a car from nothing. You know, how can I make a horseless carriage? How can I do it? And he did it. And he was not, um, Ford didn't come from money and he made it work and it took a long time, but it worked. So you just have to be relentless. You know, you can make anything happen up here. And I think that's like our biggest, um, you know, the thing that makes us so unique is our dream. So, and and you have to be obsessed with it. You have to believe you already have it. It's a complete paradigm shift that has to, has to just change here or you will not be successful. It can't be a wish. It can't be a hope. Oh, I hope I get rich. Um, We know in America that working your nine to five is never going to make you rich. You know, so you at least have to realize that and a lot of people just don't. And, you know, it's it's hard to survive as a middle class, as a low income person. Uh, Some people work three jobs. So when do you have time to work on your dream if you're just helping your family survive? So um, I think that should inspire the second generation, you know, your kids. Like, that's why I'm doing this so much, because. I, I gave up on my dream thinking it wasn't possible. Um, they didn't have the right connections or I didn't have, you know, but it was because I let those negative ideas of somebody else affect my dreams and desires. So once you realize like, okay, well, you know, to my parents, um, being a cinematographer is not a reality because they come from, you know, the Soviet Union where you, you pick a job and you go to school for it and then you have a job and then you work it. Um, Jokes on them because that's what they did. And they came out of school, no jobs, no food, had to move to America. So um, they're still engineers, but here um, I just don't know if, if they think as, um, as deeply as I do, because they're the ones that put the American dream in my head. So since I was a child, I thought, you know, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make, I'm going to make my parents rich. I'll be that child that, you know, shows them that success is possible. Um, they don't think it's possible and they, they don't really, they, they think realistically, that's what they call it. But if you think realistically, you're setting yourself back and you're not really working to your full potential, you're already set in the negative. So once you set your mind to the negative, you're going to get a negative output. So it, it, you're already screwing yourself up. That's just my opinion from, you know, trial and error uh, and listening to mentors tell me that people who have what I want, I'm listening to them. So, um, and that's what I would do any, any, any time from now on. If somebody has an opinion about something they don't have and they have no desire to get it, aren't making an effort, I'm not going to listen to them. I'm only going to listen to the people that did what they wanted that achieved the things that they wanted. I'm not going to listen to people are telling me it's not possible. That word doesn't exist for me. It's a negative word. I don't use it. And I I had to change the way I speak. So when I speak, I have to speak like, oh, well, it's not that I hate that. It's like, oh, well, that's not for me, you know? And um, you basically have to learn how to talk and act a different way as though you're already there in your dream of reality now, you know, like right now I'm in my thousand square foot apartment, but I already feel like a millionaire and I can't really explain that to people, but I don't really have to, you know what I mean? I don't really want to explain it. It doesn't matter. Once you have the quantum leaf, the paradigm shift, you'll feel that way too. But uh, some people use their age as an excuse, their income as an excuse not to work on their dream. And again, they're just excuses. 
Um, I see a lot of people that are older um, than me that are, you know, just realizing that anything is possible and they're doing their best. And uh, Grace, I look up to you. You're one of those people that is just like making a difference and doing all she can and working a full-time job. So it is an inspiration. And I wish more people were thinking that positively because I know a lot of people that are like, I'm too old for this. I'm too learn to learn uh, too old to learn trading. You know, it's just like, oh, whatever, you know, just do do what makes you happy. But like at the end of the day, I don't want to hear people complaining about their lives if they're not doing anything to improve them. I don't care. <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, um, I yeah, just we were talking about um, just really following our dreams, which could start with just a little feeling and that positive feeling. And we can continue to work on that. And you did mention about you changing words, using your words, because even as you know, we, we may know, we may try to be cautious and conscious of the words, but sometimes because of certain habits, like when we say, oh, it was an accident. Oh, I think there's really no accident in life. You know, everything seems to have that uh, serendipity. Okay. And then when I even use the word um, failure and the truth, truthfully is if I have to write that, um, then because sometimes in my writing, I can slow down and I won't use that. So yeah, you using certain words help us in, in, in every journey that we do right now. So like, and this kind of process, I think, I, I believe that applies to not just to financial literacy, financial freedom, right? Uh, because when you have that process, you even, become more aware to other aspects in, in the world in, in our, uh, around us and that possibilities. politics, we, we become more critical thinkers because now we see things and we have that baseline process of being observant. And the wonderful thing when, I, when we know these things happening, um, Anna, is you, you, we don't forget, we don't forget, even 20, 10, 20, 15 years from now, you'll just go back to how you are now. And it seems like, gosh, you're just being prepared more and more for the future, okay? And you know, so it, it's a wonderful feeling when you know how to do that now and then apply that. My question, although, and I question also for myself, that knowing about the digitalization, know, knowing about the technocrats and knowing about where our future may be possible unless we have a disruptive action, which we're doing by podcasting, is, is to make sure that how do we take keep going to our financial literacy and financial abundance so we could help more and yet stay aligned with divinity. You know, I, I give you an example. Um, when I'm choosing stocks or anything of investment, I usually would say, um, don't give me anything that will support um, arms in other countries. So I try to be cautious of that. And so now thinking again about the digital cryptocurrency world and then, so I'm not even very familiar, but I try to really hear conversations because that would be like, I won't feel good in my whole, in my spirit if I'm supporting the same people, the same control that's been keeping us down. So what can we advise? You know, because now you're learning, you're in the early stage of learning more and more. Okay. For I don't feel like Bitcoin is a problem. I feel like it's an inevitable change that we're going to see in our lifetime. And I feel like if we don't jump on the train, we'll get left behind. Um, the way that Bitcoin is different from uh, stocks, it's not a company. So it's just, you know, a computer, one computer has to work so hard and like they just put these computers in one house or whatever and 
they just mine, mine, mine. And I had no idea that was a thing. So and I'm not an expert at Bitcoin by by God. Um, I just remember how much it grew from like the first time I started paying attention um, to now. And Bitcoin is on a momentum that cannot be stopped. So if you if you know the Fibonacci um, method, it applies to Bitcoin. And every time it hits um, a downtrend um, in a, tre- a trend line, every time it hits a trend line, it bounces back up. So um, Bitcoin is your friend, honestly. If you want financial freedom, uh, you better figure out how to do it because, and, and when I'm learning HFX, which is different. So there's foreign exchange. When you go to another country, you exchange currency. And like, um, there's several currencies that I follow, but I just follow a few. Um, that's how you, you kind of have to figure it out. Like just study it, um, study trend lines, study. I, I learn all this in I am Academy. We have endless videos. We have live educators. And the only way to get in is through another customer. So hit me up. Um, so basically we, and the way the company grows is like, I learn and then I teach someone else and the company pays me because I'm helping somebody else. And that's what got me completely obsessed with the company because it's making people millionaires. And if that's not your dream, that's okay. As long as your dream is to never work for anyone else again or own your own business. Um, They also do drop shipping. They teach that. Um, Forex is different. Uh, than HFX in the way that Forex, I don't really know anything about Forex. It's day trading. So I have to wait all day and follow like a day trade. I don't know how to do that. Um, Stocks is manipulated by Wall Street. Um, Completely uh, different than HFX. HFX is foreign exchange, but done one to 30 minute intervals and it's low risk trades. So um, you basically get a return. You risk, say you risk $10 um, based on strategies once you study the market because um, it's not gambling. Uh, if you know what you're doing, it's not gambling. So it, there's just a natural way it flows. Just like mathematics, there is a rhyme and reason to everything. So as long as you understand how the market is working, you can either hop on the downtrend because it's going right back up because Bitcoin is not going anywhere. Uh, Bitcoin is now like $39,000, I think. I, I, I didn't, ch- I think it was 33 this morning, but Bitcoin needs to become everybody's best friend if they want financial freedom. And that's coming, not from me, from a mentor that told me that. And this girl is 24 years old, living in Australia, has five online businesses. I'm going to listen to her. I'm going to listen to her because I'm 31 years old and I have only one business and I'm working on five. So, you know, it's, it depends on how much work you want to do because you do, if you want to work for yourself and actually have that financial freedom and run as many businesses as you want, work as hard as you want. um, As long as you figure out how to work, Uh, how to make your money work for you instead of you working harder for your money, then you're golden. So you really got to figure out Bitcoin. And that's my biggest advice to anybody who's ever been on the fence. I mean, we're late to the show by like 10 years. Mm -hmm. So we got to really figure it out. And whatever I learned in HFX actually applies to Bitcoin. So it's great. I love it. So I love it. (laughs) That's well, First, it's good to have something that you are passionate about, and it's good advice to continue to learn. And my advice also for, you know, anyone is, yeah, whatever you hear, you hear from us and all that, do your due diligence, as they said, because everything that you, we do, you do, must be in, must be congruent to your values, Okay. Yes, I, I agree, Grace. Oh, I would never place a stock trade on Apple. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, so do your own due diligence um, because it, you we all want to do something that will be sustainable, okay? Sustainable for our peace Grace, and happiness. Grace, 
it's funny that you bring this up because I've realized that a lot of people were placing trades in the stock market on military um, equipment for the Chinese. They were investing in Chinese military and they had no idea. So definitely do your research before you place a stock trade. Yeah, so um, it shouldn't be about the money if you're going to die in the end. You know what I mean? Right. So you <laughs> Always check on your values when it comes to what's your end game, okay? And uh, um, you mentioned about the Fibonacci, and I continue to learn. And do you that? And from what I am understanding, Anna, that there's the same things as the so-called sacred symbols. There's so many symbols that were placed there, and what's happening now? You and I know that it's been centuries of manipulation on how we are at this point. But the beautiful thing is we, it's now coming into, into revelation, into yes. revelation, okay? So from what I understand from, um, oh, first, first, let me just tell you that we have another podcaster and she is an expert in cryptocurrency. If you, so she, she I have interviewed her and, I don't know the number, but it's Samantha James. Samantha uh-huh. Jane is an expert and she has a full practice for this, a YouTube and everything. Okay. So, and so um, you should just check. I'll on check it. her out. Yeah. Thank you so much. Right. She, she told me that if I reach, because I think the 100th of, of my podcast, she said, take, bring me back. Then we'll talk again. That's right. Yeah. So I said, okay. That's so but talking about the Fibonacci, I'm, I'm studying or learning too, that there's so many things that are not really what we believe or what we think it is. Okay. And the, the, the crazy thing is that many of the educational things that we learned, even the good, the feel good things, it's not really what it seems to be. And we, we know we said that there's infinity, finite abundance, but we are living, a lot of the symbols are finite. So now you talk about the base 10, I'm learning that's, that's a finite and it's the base 12. So, but the whole system, education, things like, it's, it's just based it's a base 10. So, I want, I'm not an expert on that. I'm learning. I want you to research on that because it's now also coming out more and more on the, you know, that it's the base 12 that was hidden from us, from us. So we could really have that infinite conscious connection. We're not disconnected. It's there for us. But since it's been centuries, centuries of being taught to us, and you know how they, you know people say even in in science, that's why people people maybe may know that there's some science that are questionable, but they would not let go of it because they have built their whole career in that science. They wouldn't have a job. Okay, correct. And so that, and that that's why there are so many things that is not out there. For people to be educated, because the whole the whole system from religion to education, <laughs> they might be crushed. God but, help us all. <laughs> yeah. However, let's always go back to to remind ourselves what is it? Because you did mention and tell me that some people, and we see some people um, are are getting sort of like uh, hopeless, or they said, okay, fine, whatever happens, happens now. So what, what, what can we remind people on how to really um, get over this? Because it has to end into something more bigger. Better, no, better the momentum that we're on right now is unstoppable, no matter what you do. I mean, you could put out another bad article or another bad news report, the momentum is nuts, especially after what happened with uh, the Reddit user, um, you know, saying, let's let's go on GameStock. Now we have GameStock as a Fortune 500 company. Um, it's insane. So people are really, really waking up and it, it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. You can censor people. You could throw people off social media, but it's actually propelling the movement of change. And 
we have such a big momentum of people realizing that they need to figure out how to work for themselves. They need to figure out how to not be dependent on the government, um, that they need to find a way to get through this or they're not going to survive. I mean, survival of the fittest. If you don't get it together now, I don't know how you're going to make it. I mean, it's, things are just going to get harder. So um, we, the mind is a crazy thing because we can convince it to do anything. And as long as you really, really believe in something, um, it will happen. Persistence and uh, goals, you have to just stay on them, like obsessed with them. Or it's you're not if you're obsessed with how bad the world is and how everything sucks, you're just attracting negativity into your life. And it's just going to go downhill. You might as well just end it right there because it's going to just be more miserable. What are you going to do when uh, you're in you're if you're depressed, you're not working to your potential. You're barely getting out of bed. You're doing yourself a disservice. So the worst thing you can do for yourself is to think negatively. What the mind thinks the body feels, I mean, that's how I believe. So if I spent the day being upset about something and let it affect me, then I did myself a disservice, you know? And I want to tell you, Grace, I've read a book called The Four Agreements, and it really changed my mind on uh, basically how to think and feel. Um, and I want to tell you that the four agreements are to live by. Um, and this is, this comes from the Tulpa Hawken. Uh, I think uh, the, there, there's a Na Native American tribe and I'm just drawing a blank. Maybe I'll think of it later, but they, they live by these four agreements and it says, be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personal because it'll lower your vibration. And don't make assumptions because it will lower your vibrations, cause your mind to go into another direction, cause you to lose focus um, and not be mindful. Um, and then always just do your best. You know, don't be so hard on yourself. Uh, if you didn't follow your schedule to the T, if you forgot something at the grocery store, um, just do your best. You know, if, if somebody wasn't happy with your performance or your you know, your answer to a question, you know, you tried your best, you know, you can't feel badly or you lower your vibration. We have to protect our energy because things are just coming full force and there's a lot of positivity. And I want to be on that vibration with everyone. Cause I mean, me and my HFX friends and mentors, we meditate together. We trade together and the momentum is crazy. Like, we're not going to be negative. We only have good positive vibes for the, for the coming year. And every hour is basically filled with reminders of be grateful, be grateful for what you have. Be grateful that you have a computer to talk on. Be grateful for this phone. You can make money on be grateful for this roof over your head. Um, people just forget how, how these things are so hard to get when you are already disserviced by where you live and, you know, what your situation is uh, in other parts of the world. So, so how does your daily habit look like? Like, how do you start your day and how do you end your day? Well, that was one of the things I had to adapt with this program because it wasn't just learn to trade. It was like, if you want to be a millionaire, this has to be your schedule. And I was like, okay, no problem. So um, you got to wake up at like in the 5 a.m. club, which I'm, I'm working my way to the 5 a.m. club. I'm in the 6 a.m. club right now. <laughs> I used to wake up in, in 2020 at 7 a.m., always be late for everything. Um, you know, I, I try to improve it, but I was not doing my best. It was more like half-assing it. So um, now I really, really like write down my schedule, like the week before, if I can, um, to the not to hour by hour, just so I don't ruminate and waste time because time is something that is the most valuable asset that we have. So um, and then you kind of like 
you know, you, you feel bad if you're just scrolling on social media and doing nothing productive, you know, it, it's, it's easy to get into that. So um, I wanted to say that my schedule, basically I wake up at uh, 6.30 at the latest. I try to be up at six. Um, it just depends. I'm not the only one in the house. And uh, if I work from home, I'm gonna let the person that doesn't work from home go to work and get ready first and be out of his way. But I start off with gratefulness, um, gratitude, praying. Um, I just, you know, thank God for this day that I got to wake up because um, that means God's not done with us. God's not done with me. He wanted, he wanted me to wake up and uh, live another day. Um, so then the next thing I do is um, I meditate. Um, and then after that, and, and during meditation, it's more like self-love or it's visualization of like what I want. Um, and cause the first 30 minutes of the day is the, is what you're going to think of for the rest of the day. So if whatever you expose your mind to, when you first wake up, you're setting the whole, um, you know, the whole energy for the rest of the day. So if I wake up and read an article about what's happening in the world and it's, mostly depressing, I'm going to feel a certain type of way because of that. And I truly believe that. So I don't touch my phone for the first like two hours of my morning. Um, I, I start with gratitude, meditation. Um, if I'm not uh, exercising that day, I usually go snowboarding. Um, if I don't do that, I do yoga in the morning and I try to do both. It just depends. Sometimes I don't have enough time. Um, I also have to walk the dog um, by 8 a.m. I, yeah, so breakfast or something that that's all mushed in there. By 9 a.m. I have a meeting with like everybody in my company and it's a motivational meeting with long live Neno. That's his Instagram. This is Neno Torres, who's uh, one of the top leaders in our companies. I think he's chairman right now. Um, I'm not really sure what rank and how much you get paid, but, but the way that this company works is you want to help other people. So, um, and, and you teach them. So he has grown such a big following in the last three years, and he's been able to impact the lives of so many people through his mentorship and, uh, through this company. Um, so he has created a 9am, um, to, this is the second year for mornings with Neno at 9am, the entire company is welcome to get on. And he teaches us whatever he learned in his personal development. He gives us ideas of what we can think. And he really sets the mind to be positive. So then 10am, I trade uh, with the team. Uh, we trade uh, some kind of currency depends on what's uh, in a downtrend or an uptrend. We like to catch those um, focus on major currencies and then 11 o'clock, we have a team call and, you know, sometimes I hop on that if I'm available. 12 o'clock, I trade again with the live educator. This is one of the top mentors in the company, um, a, a, a young woman. Uh, I don't know how old she is. She looks amazing. Her name is Millie Mills and you can find her on Instagram. She's one of the top leaders in her company. She's a mother. And I mean, I just rob the bank with her daily. Um, Monday through Thursday. And, you know, it, she's just really inspirational to have someone else teach you something you know nothing about. And it's so interactive, or for the most part, it is. Um, one o'clock, I could choose to do a training. Uh, from two to three, I usually like go for a walk or uh, cook food for dinner. Four o'clock, I have a call. And my every hour is just it's, it's booked up. So if I have an hour, like I was like, Grace, let's do an interview or something because I honestly miss podcasting. <laughs> I've been so obsessed with the trading and the momentum it's brought me. I forgot. I was like, Oh, I'm a podcaster, you know, that's okay. That's okay. You know, this is uh, the, the, this is your moment to do that. And you just follow it and you know you you always go back to you know well, you know what's really driving me yeah tell us never I, well I got replaced uh, I mean I didn't get replaced I got fired from my job or I, I don't even really know we're kind of in the middle of um, me trying to get my job back because it was a weird situation anyways 
Um, I felt so replaced. I felt disgusted that they would do that to me. I was the only person who worked in the office during the pandemic where everything was crazy. And I was like, that's fine. I'll go in. I don't care. I'll wear a mask and I'll, I'm not scared. I'm healthy, you know, and then I got fired and I have no idea why, um, you know, shit happens. And I wasn't upset. I was like, you know what? Like, I don't want to ever feel underappreciated because I feel like I bring so much value and I know that I'm not meant to just push paper. I know I'm supposed to change the lives of others and I know I'm supposed to do way more. And the entire year of 2020, I was just focused on, you know, what can I do because I'm so losing interest in my current job. I don't feel appreciated. The $2 raise ain't doing shit for me. Excuse my language. Um, But yeah, I really wanted to work for myself. And now more than ever, I feel like it's so important. So the way that I motivate myself is, Do I ever want to punch in and out for somebody else? No, absolutely not. I don't want anything to do with anybody other than the people I choose to work with. And now I just choose to work with like you, um, anybody who wants to be on the same kind of mindset and level of um, just positivity. You know, it's not about the money for me. Sometimes I feel like I'm working for free, but when I work for myself, I know in the long run, it's going to put out, it's going to, something is going to happen. So that belief and that never wanting to work for someone else is what's driving me. And people are losing their jobs daily still. Mm -hmm. And it's really amazing when it's something that we love you, we could uh, do it uh, almost 24 hours a day, <laughs> but yeah. just keep doing it. And it's really, yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm like, it's 11 o'clock at night. Oh, I should go to bed. <laughs> but I love it. It's like, yeah. Now, what do you do when if there'll be rare moments and I use the word rare because I see that you will have that feeling because I still have that rare moments also that I feel like, you know, you feel down, okay? You feel like, you know, maybe you got to do more. or You still, you know. still got to cry about it if you want to cry. You still got to do it. You can't suppress emotion. What do you think? No, perfect, perfect. Okay. I, I do that too if I feel like I, I want to cry. I, cry. I cry whenever I want to. I mean, I literally cry in front of people. I don't care. If I'm sad, it's like, it's got to come out and I'm not saving it till I get home. Cause it might last longer. Like, it's just, it, I don't feel any type of way. If somebody wants to judge me on like not being able to hold it together, I could give a shit less because I'm disservicing myself by caring about what other people think. At the same time, I do respect how my energy could affect somebody else's. And I do try and take myself out of the situation. So I don't affect other people. But at the same time, I do think that it's important to handle the emotion, the negative thought when it enters right away. So if if I'm getting this negative thought or I say something negative, I always counteract it with at least two or three positives because it's that it's that heavy. It takes so much energy from you. Yeah, that's perfect. Now, um. You know, as uh, I, I had a, uh, you know, that I, I, my specialty right now for in, in terms of nursing, you know, other than my health and wellness business is taking care of those um, dementia clients, senior clients. And I've met at one point, I've met one daughter who's as uh, close to your age, maybe a little older, okay? And yet she is taking care of her mom who's like on her fifties and her dementia. So what, what is the best thing to say to them, you know, uplift them. And I I don't know, I'm hoping we could uplift. (laughs) I I think we can. I definitely think we can. You know, I actually just had a conversation with one of my friends whose mom was going through dementia and she lost her mom about five years ago. But her situation with her mother wasn't very positive when she wasn't on dementia. So uh, she said that when she was on dementia, she actually lost the horrible attitude problem that she had. 
and was just a completely great person. And so, you know, it's perspective. You know, if, if, if you think, you know, you kind of just have to tackle the thing that's there. And, you know, ex- once you accept that, hey, um, my parents not going to go back to normal ever again. Uh, this is, you know, this is my life now. Uh, you have a better chance of keeping your own spirits up um, when you accept that, you know, it's, this is how I have to adapt. And we are so good at adapting to change. Um, I, I definitely, I am sending all my positive vibrations to this family, but you know, we go through so many hurdles and it's going to be a learning experience. So, um, it's going to teach her something and we have to think of something positive, even though things are sad, like, um, there's, there was a situation that I went through and I actually don't really talk about it very often, but, um, so I basically used the time instead of being sad and upset, uh, for it's about three years that the situation is going on. Um, instead of dwelling on it, I used it to propel myself in a different direction and use it for healing. So I I looked at it as like, I need to do this and I need to look at it a different way or I'll be lost forever. There's no turning back. I'll be so depressed because finding something positive in a negative situation makes you a survivor, makes you like your own hero. Like if you love yourself, you'll do anything to do that. Wonderful. I'm glad we're, I'm glad we really had this conversation. I think we had a very good, uh, empowering conversation. Okay. And, um, any more few words and let them know where they can get in touch with you. And I think next time I know, I think what I wanted to speak with you in the next future again, we could talk about your, the kids and the impact on the, the you know, the situation for the kids. Cause uh, at some point in February, I will have a guest also who's an expert on what's happening with this. Uh, yeah. So um, I appreciate you having me on the show, Grace. That's so nice. Thank you. Um, thank you for being spontaneous and living life to the fullest. Um, you definitely fill me with good energy. So I really appreciate these conversations and I hope your audience appreciates my, um, you know, my opinion on things, you know, it's mine and mine only. Um, I don't claim to be an expert on anything. Uh, if, if anybody would like to reach out to me, um, or listen to my content on my podcast. It's called The Bad Mom Podcast, and it's found on Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor FM, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, The Bad Mom Podcast, one word. Um, yeah, you can contact me um, at thebadmompodcast at gmail.com. Uh, If you want to talk about anything, if you have any comments or questions, if you want to collab, if you want to learn crypto, if you want to learn HFX, if you want to better your life and never have to punch in again, definitely contact me because the momentum right now is insane. So it's, it's not get rich quick thing. It's like, are you ready to work? And are you willing to do everything I say? Because that's how we get to that level. You have to be coachable. You have to be able to uh, be open to different ways to live your life. You know, like the morning routine, you, you got to plug in on phone calls with the team. You got to be an active person that's, that's focused on one thing and that's changing your current situation. So, and it's been a pleasure, Grace. Thank you so much. Well, before we finally say goodbye, as usual, I'd like to share an affirmation and this quantum affirmation, and it's for you and me and also for our audience. And we, you have to read it, I say, three times in the morning, at noon, in the evening, and even bedtime. And see what happens. Let us know if it works for you. And I'll make sure also that I, 
I put the script in this record and, and you know, when we publish it, I even put an image, okay? So it says, asking for guidance. Whenever I need answers, I humbly ask for spiritual guidance. I am open to the answers I receive. Then I act with love and thanksgiving. Whenever I need answers, I humbly ask for spiritual guidance. I am open to the answers I receive. Then I act with love and thanksgiving. Whenever I need answers, I humbly ask for spiritual guidance. I am open to the answers I receive. Then I act with love and thanksgiving. Uh, isn't that perfect? And I, I, I decided that I'm going to put this also at the end of my emails when I'm inviting a speaker because I always tell them I can wait. I'm going to ask them, then I act. I am open to the answers I receive. Then I act with love and thanksgiving. So 90, what, only maybe 1% of the people I invited say no, but they, it can wait. I think then I ask them again after a few months. Okay. And so thank you, dear viewers and listeners and follow us again. Please don't hesitate. You can share this because we, as much as we are critical thinkers, critical podcasters, but we really provide you solutions because we don't go to sleep angry or like on situation trust me we go to sleep like peaceful that tomorrow will bring another day okay you stay in the moment but still you have to think of the future because the future also propels us all right mabalos and mabalos and in okay. your language what is thank you spasiba spasiba mabalos thank you <laughs> <laughs> that life we're awesome i love women what can i say <laughs> we're amazing what are you yeah. gonna do without us <laughs> women are in in touch and intuitive there's no doubt about that so you just have to welcome this conversation you do um, you just have to be positive about it you know don't be a grinch <laughs> Bye.